New Zealand version of Goodfellas? It's a New Zealand version of Goodfellas where, like in, in, in the original <laughs> version of Goodfellas, where they play the Layla piano bit yeah. and all the bodies are revealed yeah. of the people that were involved in the, I think, the Lufthansa Heights. Yeah. Um, maybe in the New Zealand version, you could use that piano bit at the end of the end. That's beautiful. Because all the bodies are revealed on the beach. Let's start the show with mangled corpses. Well done, Richard. Have Dave Dobbins for the court scenes. Yeah, but the, Brilliant. the criminals are not going to sound like the guys are good fellas. No. That'd be a lot more. I wasn't here, officer. <laughs> How come? <laughs> Who are these people? I've been parked here for close to an hour or a year. You're racist. Right. Thirty seconds. You're racist, man. Look this program started, shall we? It's in a mess on the floor. We haven't even got going. It's get this around the nation on Triple M with your top heavy host, Tony Martin. <laughs> oh, it's better. Look, it's Richard Marsland. <laughs> Pushing the buttons, push one for Ed Cavalier. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll just have to zip up. He's on high beam this morning, Ed. Yeah. It's good that we're all boobed up because, um, you know, we're hitting the media trail heavy. Firstly, we've got to Ed Cavalier on, I think, some of the breakfast shows this morning. Spruiking his basketball coaching skill. Melbourne Breakfast uh, show the cage this morning on Triple M. Yeah. A little bit of a crack at Bridge for her lack of skills. We've been winning since she's been away. Right. The game is tonight, and uh, my team is cougar heavy. Laden <laughs> <laughs> with milk. That's what I've heard. It is. <laughs> anyway. All right, so you're out there. I'll be wearing the good tracksuit pants. Hawking your wears. Yep. I guess get this gets a bite of that action. Yes, yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I scream at them Rex Hunt style if someone gets in a basket. <laughs> that was dizzy stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. That was dizzy stuff. Meanwhile, Richard Marsland, having been, uh, well, slightly, um, you know, white-handed himself, I guess, down at the Rove offices. Shelton's boned him. Yeah. He's coming back in a big way on the morning community television. Yeah. New York and LA is fine. Um, I prefer community TV breakfast style. Yeah. yeah. Great fun. How long do you go? It's on for an hour every morning from 7.30. And you go... Twice a week? Yeah, it's brilliant fun with uh, Emma Rice. Nice stuff. Who does your hair? Lots of girls. I do my own hair and makeup, as a matter of fact, and that is the truth. I don't know anyone who can pick up your Channel 31 community television. What's that actually broadcast on? It's broadcast on the oldie analog, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a quite political at the moment. Oh, trying to get a digital license. Because I can get it off the aerial on my roof, mm-hmm. but not through the Foxtel. Yeah, that's the issue. You're not rubbing shoulders with New Zealand drugs. No, I want to be. And yet. So every time someone gets a Foxtel box or mm-hmm. a digital set-top box, mm-hmm. then they lose the Channel 31. Oh. Work. It's very important for the young people. And what was the hot talking point on this morning's show? What do we have? A bit of rug gear on the uh, Kevin 07 shirt. Oh. Bacon, oh, bacon versus ham. We had a woman in <laughs> who actually is the fastest woman ever on four wheels. Mm-hmm. Who has what gone minus 8G across Lake Air for one of those yeah, trolley mm-hmm. in the in. <laughs> skateboard. Yeah. And we had uh, someone from Lonely Planet <laughs> and... Um, yeah, no, that's not sizzle. I'm okay, sorry, this is break one of an actual radio program. That's right. We need something hot. Oh, yeah. It's time to cross live to the offices of a top international record company. Really? On the other side of the world. Yeah, well, I was on. No. I was on. Teabagging holiday with Robbie Williams. Gentlemen, I have something you need to hear. Bring in, boys. Temperature control safe. Uh, let me just get it over here. Okay. I have something that is going to save this corporation. Okay. Here we go. Let's get this up. 
hamster. Uh, that kind of thing. Just try and make yourself look half man, half computer. This is... Uh, a, oh, what? Sorry, my brain stopped. You just ran out of sandwich. Ran out of sandwich. Look at that. what can happen. This is a young, fit guy. Coast the basketball thing. Yeah, he doesn't keep eating every 10 minutes. His brain just switches off mid then Straight away. One of his eyebrows just fell on the desk. I missed the potato head. Wow. Take a bite of something. You want me to cover for you? No, I've got it. I'm okay. There's some veggie patty in the back of my mouth I can get out of my tongue. There we go. The results of that gastroscopy come in here. Our listeners are waiting for your medical test. Tomorrow we have a blood test. And if you don't like to be there, station event. All right. How about this time? Back to Borges. Yeah. Send us a photograph. Triple M.com.au. Of yourself dressed as half man or lady, half computer. Yep. Went down to promotions today. Yes. Announced it to the room. No response. Complete indifference. As typing continuing. Yeah. And a little bit of tough. Asking a little bit of hatred through the back of their heads. Sorry. Hi, Mr. Andy, coming in to see us today. Yeah, 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 because I've done me hair. All right. Uh, <laughs> however, sexual, uh, after some tension, no, yeah, there's always a bit of sexual tension down there. So, anyway, Jane, there you are, you've been named. Uh, I said, can I please have a prize? She said, no. I said, please. She said, ready, listeners? The prize for the winner of August is a remote controlled helicopter. <laughs> page of any robot. <laughs> so if you go to C-3PO's page, 
you'll now see a picture of Carl stepping out of it. The other good thing about that is it's, it's fine for those tiny amount of people that listen to this show and know that we talk about that. But for the literally billions of people who know who C-3PO is, no. they're clicking on there going, she called Blimey, have you seen this? Apparently C-3PO's a bloke doing breakfast chili in Australia. Well, his career's gone downhill, isn't it? Pass me that stack of uh, chimneys, would you? That stack of chimneys. All right. Let's all have a sack of chimneys. And what about Warwick Kappa? What's he done now? We'll find out next. David Rowe or possibly Ralph requests we play the version of that song where you hear the uh, director giving advice to the auto cue man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Careful, he's waving his hand like an air traffic controller in trouble. Like, don't speak to me for 30 seconds, I'm eating. It really does go on. We no. have doctors on the case list. I I'm apologize. What are we talking about? Now, Richard Mars is having a coughing bit. Yeah. So you're Sorry. showing your card. It's like a leper colony. You're having that camera done while we're talking as well, which is very unsettling. <laughs> it's new I'm working on. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing? Uh, well, firstly, let me just say that the Simple Minds sketch, we have replayed it a couple of times. We can't put it on the podcast. But as yet, we don't own the rights to Simple, Simple Minds' music. No, as yet. As yet, but you never know. The court case is still pending. Everything yes. could turn around. We are brought to you by the Nissan Navara, that's for sure. The 4x4 with the rugged good looks, massive pulling power, insane amount of storage space. Four beverage holders attack the weekend the same way you attack the workday. Yes. You're out there with the kids, you're having some sort of picnic. Oh, I've suddenly got to move a whole lot of pipes. No problem. <laughs> I can do it in this vehicle. Yeah, good. The Nissan Navara. You know, we were just saying before, oh, look, only a few people uh, would be able to know what that uh, Carl Stefanovic robot business on Wikipedia <laughs> is about because, you know, a lot of people don't listen to this show. Are things catching on? Things are catching on. Already we've seen people using the phrase, this is busy stuff. It's true. In the uh, internet competitions at Crikey.com. Which have nothing to do with this show. Nothing to do with us. So what's going on in the workplace? John Jenkins said uh, a while ago, colleague of mine went out to get his morning snack. I said, can you get me something as well? When he came back, he had one of those little white paper bags. Mm-hmm. He slaps it on my desk and goes, there's your Flavio. Remember what that was? That was the, the guy that runs the, the Grand Prix or Formula One. He's 70-something years old. Flavio Briatore. Yes, yes, but he thinks that underwear is a velvet sack. Yeah, for his gear. And he will just wear that everywhere, to a restaurant, to a funeral, to an opening, while dating Heidi Klum. Fantastic. <laughs> just getting around in the what we call the Flavio bag. Bowtie and a Flavio bag. Over a year ago. I don't even remember that. Wow. People are saying, here's your Flavio in the workplace. Not something you want for lunch, though. Really. Uh, a mental... <laughs> what he says. Imagine my mental anguish and repulsion when I opened it to find two mini steamed dim sims. That hurts. I ate them anyway, which proves that even the most disgusting mental picture is not enough to put you off some delicious gimmies. Fair enough. <laughs> true it is. Uh, speaking of the Flavio bag and content, can people please, can people please stop alerting us to this new special that's coming up on the CI channel? I know it's our favourite network on Foxtel, the Crime Investigation yeah. Network. Last uh, month, I think they gave us, okay, I'm about to say something fruity, here it comes. I can't stop masturbating. That was the name of a special that went round and round. Yeah. What was so funny about that was that the announcer had to say it every time. Absolutely. Now they're giving us 
Make me a eunuch. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow night. Thank you, Dave O'Brien, for alerting us to, yes, a new special called Make Me a Eunuch. Why that's on the crime channel? Well, because you're not allowed to. Oh, okay. But the person is demanding. You, you, I can't tone. Even if you say, Ed, lock these off. Yeah. Station promotion. <laughs> we'll do it at Telstra Stadium. It'll be amazing. I can't, I can't do it. Technically illegal, is it? Yeah. Is it, is it illegal? Mm. You can't. You can't. You can't cut it off for someone else. You sure? You've got to cut it off yourself. Mm. It is getting close. Mm. Mail it yeah. somewhere. People are going to be eating quite. Mail them in. Let's win everybody back with some fine music, shall we? Mm. The other day we were playing this track on air. <laughs> What's known as production music, yeah. music for behind. Radio commercials, TV commercials, travel documentaries, generic music. I said it was called Water Sports. I couldn't tell you what album it was from. It was from one of the classic KPM theories. Michael Kay has emailed in to say you can find that track on KPM 1092 Music Pictorial. Recorded in 1972. Those were the four. Oh, that was the first one. Wow. I think he started. Zep one and this. There's another waffle party next to Triple Hill. That's the album you need if you're looking for water sports. Alright, uh, speaking of great music, Warwick Pepper said DJ at Geelong Club as his porn film takes off. That's a great headline on the internet this morning. What do we know? He's running for mayor of the Gold Coast, yes. Think that'd be a full-time job? No. no. Leaping off cupboards in the nick mm. onto the caboodle, which is on the workbench, as he calls it. That's right. right. The bed. Yes. One hour and nine minutes of solid, homegrown porn. Lots of zooming in and zooming out. Right. Million dollars. But he's handling the camera himself while taking part in it. All right. What's he doing now? How do you launch a thing like that? Well, he's on tour, DJ. Oh. I don't know. He, he said the X-rated film was probably the most out of thing I've done in a while. In a while. Uh, I got good in here in Simon Eflick. He said, but my favourite quote is he's talking about his DJ playlist. Oh, hang on. In regards to his mayoralty campaign. Bobby, have to shake his hands and the baby. Shaking hands and kissing babies. Got to do that. Giving out copies of the film. <laughs> he says his DJ playlist will include favourites and lookalikes, White Snake and Van Halen, and you too. Listen to this quote. I like a bit of everything. Anything that's pretty loud, pretty heavy, and not too homosexual. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you like your music. Not too heavy, not too loud, and not too homosexual. <laughs> Pop along to the camp again. Is Bross getting under that radar or are they, have they crossed the line somewhere? Okay, they're a lookalike, but maybe they're too homosexual. A couple of young newcomers, call Bross. Love you for chat. What did you say, Rich? A couple of young, uh, young newcomers, call Bross. And what they think? Yeah, see, people are telling us we've got to get all these cap lines, yeah. put them up on the Get This website as a, what do you call it? Soundboard. Soundboard, like yeah. a Dickinson soundboard. Yeah. Right. The Dickinson soundboard's gone south. Oh, and he made the move. The migrators, they say, around here. The new website. Mm. Investigations pending. We will try and get a Warwick Capper soundboard so that people can create their own campaign. Coming up next, I've got a bunch of phone topics which I know people are going to love. There's your sizzle, listeners. An auntie of something that's the same as the mobile and 
your Brisbane, your Melbourne, your Sydney, and your Adelaide. Uh, good morning, everybody. If you're just joining us, there's a new podcast going up today, 113. At some point, I can't tell you what's in it at this stage. But um, safe to say, Shadow fans will be left disappointed. Nothing. Disappointed. Mm. Uh, there's plenty of Snatter in what is proving to be our podcast of the year, oh. 110, largely thanks to Mr. Mouse's efforts with the Kappa gear. Oh, best, Rich. There's some great Snatto in there yeah. and some great drunk New Zealanders. But look, let's <laughs> get on with the show. I know, Ed, you're um, experiencing a bit of uh, class and kudos in the sports world at the moment mm. with your basketball coaching, really turning around the image of this program as a bastion of nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi. Uh, yes, and my, my team is full of Cougars, mm-hmm. as we know. Sure. Um, milks, if you will. And uh, I saw a couple of them the basketball training down on the pier at midnight. Uh, <laughs> I've got some candles and some dinner, and this is my song where I have to win them over with. Really? Two, three, four. <laughs> Now, Aaron Dozier in Better Off Dead. 
Oh, he okay. wasn't that preppy. The John, uh, yeah. John Cusack. My favourite 80s movie villain would have to be William Atherton. William Atherton. What, people don't know that name? Ooh. You do know the face he appeared Ooh. in two movies. Was he in uh, Caddyshack? No, the bad guy in Ghostbusters. Oh, oh yeah. Right. The Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they call Deckless. And then, like a couple of years later, guy in Die Hard. Not Alan Rickman. Not the coked up guy with the beard, the sleazy reporter guy. Yeah, yeah. It gets punched out by John McClane's method. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. You know, he showed up in the second one. Oh, no, we just yes. How hateable was he? Yeah, yeah. that's a great movie villain. He's only done two movies ever. Uh, I'm sure he's beat it up, but they're the only two people remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Die Hard. Okay. He's a good movie. These are great movie characters. We've got one in town at the moment, haven't we? Oh, yeah, Erin Brockovich. Erin Brockovich is in town. She's a fictional character from the movie. <laughs> She's burst to life and is, I don't know, solving a case or something. Like, in a suit that someone has to wear. <laughs> well, according to Julia Roberts, she was uh, invisible because she wasn't even thanked in her Academy Award acceptance speech. Remember that? Yeah. Oh. Uh, whose life <laughs> no, 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 was based on smarting about that real smart grief. Yeah, cut me deep. Fight the bow, man. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, no, she's, uh, this is great. Someone sent her a letter saying, can you give us a hand? We're suing uh, the aluminium giant Alcoa. Yeah. So she's come over there, lend her expertise. So this is a David and Goliath battle, just like the movie, mm. right here in Australia. Mm. She can't go to the actual place where the problem is, though, because she's got allergies. Oh, mm. uh, fair enough. Perhaps we'll do it from a few thousand miles yeah, no, away. That's okay, phone it in. Erin Brockovich. Alcoa. So what are you saying? The evil terrorist Alcoa. <laughs> so what are we talking about, Rich? Uh, movie characters for the rescue. Oh. Even though she's real. Okay, so oh. what other movie characters would you like to see come out to Australia to just help us out with stuff? Okay. Give us an example here. We're on the basketball team, the Webinets. I'm Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. from the Mighty Ducks, taking them from tears to effing glory, as Chopper would say. Sure. Uh, but... I need an opposite number. I need a t- I need a bad guy coach from an opposite team. Ted McGinley. Well, William Atherton. William Atherton. James Spader. Well, I'm thinking, you know, uh, the, the Robert Duvall in um, in Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. Rodney Dangerfield from Lady Birds. Lady Birds. About Robert Duvall from the Great Santini. Okay, yeah. Either way, yeah, absolutely right. I need a tough, gruff, you know. Tough as nails, office opposition coach. Right, Denny, surely. That's a good idea for me to butt heads with. What about Paul Newman in Slapshot? Great idea. Great idea. Paul Newman in Slapshot. This is what I need. Then I could play the Hanson Brothers. Apollo 3. <laughs> I need an Apollo 3. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> well, right, well, okay, there's some movie characters sure. to help Ed with his sporting career. Mm. I'm thinking I'd just like to see Fred Willard's character from Best in Show. Oh, the commentator, dog show announcer. Just come out and be on Dancing with the Stars. Then I'd cheer That's a good idea. Yeah. Sonia, whatever her name is. Mm. Just saying, it went for her like she was made out of ham. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great movie character. Yep. Yep. Mr. Martha. Okay, I'd like someone to come in and give this show direction. Give it the Umford needs. Yeah, Help yeah. us out with some of the comedy. Mm. And that's why I like Bruno Kirby's character in Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah, there's a sort of buttoned wow. up tight art station manager. Yes. Uh, there's some great lines there. Money is good. Money is good. <laughs> I would do it by using antics and humour in the police action and coffee remarks. <laughs> Paul <laughs> Giamatti from Private Parts. He might be able to help us out as well. Another great movie character. <laughs> what about, I think at the moment it feels to me like the person who is cracking the whip on this show is Ralph Brown in With Null and I. Please <laughs> see it. It will pass. <laughs> Especially a hippie drug dealer, for those who haven't seen it. He was showed up on uh, Wayne's World. Life on Mars recently. Did he? Totally unrecognisable. Really? The bloke with the moustache. Yeah. yeah. 
the blunt with the mustache. Another great character. Yeah, he's got it. Yes, I've got it now. You don't want TV movie characters. Aaron Brockovich is here. Why can't they all come out? Which movie characters would you like to see here in Australia? Help us out with something. One triple three five three. Cold Harbitch, thank you very much, Jet. It's hit this around the nation on Triple M. Erin Brockovich is in town. She's a fictional movie character. I'm sure she doesn't really exist. Yeah. <laughs> what other oh, fictional movie characters do we want out here giving us a hand with something? That's our premise today on Talkback Mouth. <laughs> Amazingly, people call. Hello, Jason. How are you? Not too bad. Firstly, thank you very much for uh, decoding our insane premise. It's a marvelous special. And who have you got for us? Um, Kevin Klein is Dave. Oh, oh. President. Yes. In uh, And the shock of white hair. And I, I remember in that movie, for some reason, that all of the men wore 
you know, appropriate speed attire, but all the women wore bikinis and skis. It's amazing to me how it's easier to remember that obscure film called Hot Dogs than it is to remember Hot Dogs from Big Brother. Yeah, it's amazing. That's like years ago, isn't it? <laughs> Who else do we need? I think we've got time for one more. Hello there, Mark. How are you, sir? Good, how are you guys? Excellent. Who do we need out here? A Walter Solchek from the Big Lebowski. Oh. <laughs> This is great stuff. And also he knows how to do the cheapest funerals in Tampa. <laughs> just gets a coffee cup and puts your ashes in it and throws it out of the ocean while talking about Vietnam for no reason. That's right. And throwing it all over your best friend's face. Well, what an amazing emporium. What and a, everybody wins. What a great cast. What a great bunch of movie recommendations from the listeners. Thanks to everyone who took part. Good to hear hot dogs being discussed. <laughs> 21 years after its release on a national forum. Yeah. Hey, uh, thank you, Let's have some in the next hour. We're going to be joined by, oh, look, yeah. a grown-up is here. Real-life, you know, actual person. Fantastic. He's going to talk some sense to us about music. That's going to be Deborah Conway. Homing and drinking alcohol. <laughs> Here with us. 
There were rumbles. Rumbles? There were rumbles, yeah. Well, what about, forget Katie laying there, what about this bloke over here? He's a good drag this, yeah, all over it. Really? Yeah. You want to hear them? Just put those headphones on for a second if you will, mind, Deborah. www.broadfestival.com and you can check out all these other women. I mean, it's just, it is a concert like no other because because it's really fantastic mm. busting down the genres. You know, like you, you are you're actually seeing a proper true variety show where the country act sings all over the urban R and B thing, where the uh, where the, the punk rocker is happy to sing all the the delicate contemporary Melbourne. Wow. You know, it's like, it's, it's beautiful. It and everyone beautiful. feels warm and cozy by the end of the night. That's we're all holding hands. It's nice. Yeah. And we're not just trying to impress the audience, we're trying to impress each other. Well, that is a great, that has everything. Yeah. But, you know. And there's a band as well. There is some testosterone on stage. There's something for everybody. Not just estrogen, you know. Rope tricks, balloon animals, it's yeah. all coming out. <laughs> but what about your obscure movie credit, Deborah? Let's get to it next. Excellent, Charlotte. That's Dance Floor Anthem here at Get This on Triple M. Deborah Conway is about to hit the road with Broad. Broad. Broad 3 coming to your town. What a top night that's going to be. The last time I saw you, I think, was at Hesse's Shed. Yes, a long time ago. Paul Hester, our uh, good friend, and, uh, you know, what a great series that was. Why is that? I remember we got them here in my arms, and I had Alma, which was my second-born child. In my arms, yeah. suckling at the time of the sound and the sound check. Whereas I think I brought out the guys from Puppetry of the Penis. So, the old night. It was funny watching, uh, they, they seem to be doing one of those uh, classic album style series now in Australia. You see that on FBS? My brother in law. Oh, really? That, that, uh, Making that? Home. The whole world is interconnected. Yes, Larry Melton, my brother-in-law, is the, uh, the producer. I love it. I love any show where someone sits down at a mixing desk and gets a great bit of music and then pulls down a hole of the fade and just lets you hear one bit, like just the guitarist for a minute. It's going nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's really, that's the thing. You on it, stuff. My, my favourite film clips are the ones where uh, we're in the studio watching yeah. them make the song, the one for Give Me a Man After Midnight by Abba. <laughs> just all okay. Benny twiddling knobs yeah. and nodding for the singers. It's working. It's really working. <laughs> But they did one on Crowded House, and uh, there was some great hefty footage there. That was Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, that's right. I was coming back from jail and red eye, badly. Excellent but, to uh, see. But yeah, I know it's going to be supposed to be fantastic, and as soon as I can release the copy on mm. my uh, yeah, brother-in-law, I will see it. Now, during the song, you said to me, uh, you know, Ed seems to know a bit about music. Is he musical himself? Yes, I did ask that. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to put the headphones on again. Oh, no. You may regret it, I <laughs> warn you. Okay, hit us, Mr. Marsland. <laughs> That's from a segment we do called Keith Urban Lyrics or Children's Poetry. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what that's about. Hey, Tim, I'll tell you where else I saw you. Uh, 
a movie years ago. I saw, look, I have to be honest with you, I didn't understand a word of it. Prospero's books, yeah. a Peter Greenaway sort of Shakespeare, I don't know, mashup. Yes. And there it's we nice, That's a nice description. <laughs> well, it was all, I don't know, it was like watching a website that did Shakespeare for yeah, an hour. Yeah, cool. It yeah. was John Gilgood. Uh, John Gilgood had all the lines. Yeah, that's right. He, he spoke, just spoke every line. Everyone's part. That's right. So no one could understand what anything that you ever knew about Shakespeare or The Tempest was completely lost. How did you get into that? In the great, how did I get, yeah, yeah. good question. Well, no, I, no, no, that's right. I slept, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, I, um, I was a good friend of Michael Nyman, who was the composer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and has a long time associate and composer of Peter Green. Although I, I actually, I believe that their association um, ended abruptly after that. Anyway, I digress. So Michael Nyman uh, rang me up and said, Hey, hey, what are you up to? Any legs? It's just kicked out of the, uh, <laughs> the role of Gino and I need a quick replacement. You want to do it? Right. So I said, oh, sure, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we were, we'd, uh, we'd just met and he hadn't really even heard him sing. He was quite brave of him. So, uh, so I trotted off down to Abbey Road and uh, wow. mm-hmm. sang it with the London Symphony Orchestra. And, and you tell me you're the only person in that movie that kept their clothes on. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> there was a couple of us, but there weren't many. We were definitely in the minority. I have to say about that film, I in fact didn't perhaps his whole, his whole uh, Uber of work, mm-hmm. really, that, um, about Peter Greenaway. So much nudity, so little sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think that can really sum it up. It drives me nuts about Peter Greenaway, yeah. really. The one I always remember is, I've talked about this before, Drowning by Numbers. It's an art movie when numbers appear, mm-hmm. just hidden in the background. Mm-hmm. There'll just be a number 12 just hidden in a vase somewhere. Right. It's yeah. like watching Where's Wally. It has these strange obsessions to let the left and right thing, mm-hmm. and, you know, they leave an architect. Or was it? No, it wasn't that one. Yeah, I remember the one in the theater. They gave you like, a piece of paper that explained the film as you were leaving it. Nothing like that with half past dead. Grafton's contract was looking really straightforward. Hey, that was a Walk in the Park. These are your fancy art house movies, Deborah. What, what about your early work on the Australian screen? Were you in Running on Empty? I stand the queue. <laughs> what was that? It was a car chase film, wasn't it? Was, it? Look, I'm telling you, uh, people, uh, I, I was at that premiere and they, they wolf whistled. Not at the shower scene. <laughs> But at the cast. <laughs> <laughs> we had someone call up this show. You remember the guy yeah. called up and we were talking about mistakes in movies? And the guy goes, in running on empty, they say it's a V8, but if you listen to the sound effects, it's clearly not. Maybe it's a V6. The car was overdubbed. Yeah. You know, I, I, occasionally I do get people coming up to me and go, wow, you were in my favourite movie of all time. <laughs> and I think, oh, gee, you've had a really kind of sheltered life or something. <laughs> and I look at them and go, hmm, yeah, that's amazing. And they show you their prosperous books. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the one. All right, just as well we don't have time to get to our own efforts in that regard, Deborah, yeah, but we yeah. have to move on back to rock music. Great. Oh, right. oh, good. Great. Very, I feel slightly safer on. Go on. Venus and Gantics. Okay. Let's talk about that next. <laughs> Color movement sequence dancing. Deborah Conway is with us, and we've just discovered she's a fan of Larry David and curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> 
you've never seen Larry David, get yourselves a copy. Yeah, I just, it's just a documentary of my life most of the time. I yeah. hear that music coming in in so many situations. But it's interesting because I never really liked Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, really? I wasn't a Seinfeld fan at all. They just looked, they were just, you know, people talking loudly at each other. It wasn't, uh, wasn't sort of that funny for me. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe my life is a bit like Seinfeld anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but no, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't find that amusing. But Larry David. Yeah, who was George Santa. He's hilarious. Yes, he certainly yeah, is. Hilarious. And the new series on the way. Stay yeah. uh, yeah. so, for that at 2.30 in the morning. Mondays right. on Channel 9 about we'll be up for that. three years from now. <laughs> but we're here to talk about great rock venues and stuff that happened in them. Now, what is your favourite doesn't exist anymore rock venue tip? Uh, it ha- would have to be Bananas. Bananas? Bananas. You, no. don't, you don't remember Bananas? No. Bananas, well, the whole building doesn't exist anymore. It's now the Novotel. It used in to be city in, in, in Melbourne. Melbourne, yes. On the Esplanade. Where right. the Novotel is. So, you know, oh, next, yeah, to yeah, Esplan- yeah. next to the Esplanade Hotel, there is now an enormous hotel called the Novotel. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah. and, um, but it used to be, a, also not that attractive, but it used to be the St. Moritz Ice Skating Rink. They're all too young. Yeah, that's right. Come on, on, climb up here on the knee and I'll let me tell you all about it. They're too young and I'm too foreign. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I used to do this ice skating rink, which I used to go to when I was 14, and uh, skated every every weekend. I I think pretty much sure it was open all through summer too. Anyway, so on one side it was an ice skating rink, on the other side it was a venue called Bananas, and it was run by Joe Goltieri, who ran also... um, Bombay Rock. The Bombay Rock. Bombay Rock. Yeah. the day. Which I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play the Bombay Rock. I'm oh, probably, maybe I did play it once, but not, not as, um, not as vivid to me as the memories that I have of playing with a band that I was in called the Benders. Right. And, uh, and also Durham played, um, played the Bananas. And we seemed to always be starting, I think, at about two o'clock in the morning. Wow. It was a savage, savage. Really? And who else? Like, what <laughs> and, were your uh, contemporaries at that time? Who would you be coming from? Oh, there'd be, you know, the models would be around. Um, that would have been, let me see. Uh, uh, well, who's that guy that said that wacky dancing? They're all on countdown. We have to have some callers ringing and tell me. Who was the guy who did the wacky dance? Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know the guy. He had curly hair. It was always parted on one side. It was the, it was the haircut. Oh, God. All of those haircuts. It started with an M. I'm sure it started with an M. Oh, anyway, yeah. then they were definitely there. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> the Machinations. The Machinations. Oh, that guy's name was... Oh. And it would have been uncanny. It's men would have been. Yeah, right. It would have been. Dynamic hypnotics. Yeah, yeah, they would have been there. And uh, also, you know, Brian Cannon's pseudo echo. Brian Cannon. Cannon. Pseudo echo later of Brill. So all of that era, yeah. We would have all been playing there, and Joe, you know, would have been walking around going, everybody, 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 everybody. You know, so Great rock venue, bananas in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Let's go up the other end of the country. It's from Brisbane. I'm going to talk Sydney though, time. Yes, that's all right. Because when I lived in Sydney, a friend of mine's dad, he would drop us off in a Bondi Junction once, and there's a Woolworths which is sort of downstairs in one of the shops. Oh yes, in the carousel. And whenever he drops us off in Bondi Junction, he goes, "I have fun at the Woolies, kids. I've had some time there." And one day I asked him, and he showed me a scar on his head, and he said that it used to be a music venue. And one night he saw ACDC playing there. 
when they were first starting out. And Angus Young was drunk, and oh, maybe not drunk, allegedly, and uh, <laughs> nude on stage. And he nude, kicked, nude. He, he allegedly was, nude. He was definitely nude, and he kicked a beer bottle, hit this guy in the head. That's where he got the scar. Wow. Good one. That, that guy that he kicked in the head was mm. your dad. No, no, a friend of mine's dad. Yeah. I don't know who my dad is. Now, do you yeah, think that story's true? Gosh, I It wasn't just machinations of banana. No, <laughs> it's just how bad he hasn't promoted it. Maybe. But it was a venue. But Woolworths in Bondi Junction used to be a music venue. Well, well crazy. I'm sure Richard Marsden could take us around Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Oh, Adelaide. Um, and the Tivoli. The famous Tivoli in Adelaide, which I believe was owned by Dave Graney's wife's family. Oh, okay. There we go, Claire Moore's family. We might get that confirmed. I think it's closed down now. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I saw Dero me there in a bit of a flashing incident. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's... uh, I think it's more different than you before. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to go and record an interview for my community radio show with the team from Magic Dirt. Fantastic. Oh, the backstage area of Tivoli. Never been backstage there before. Mm -hmm. It's basically... You know, a broom cupboard yeah. and uh, recorded this fantastic interview. Great gold, never get that again. Walk on the way home, mm-hmm. didn't really take properly. The lead was in the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. I had to go back and present you with them. Yeah. Do, do all the voice yourselves. <laughs> I got worried, Capita, do it. But they were lovely. I just said, look, I don't know how to explain this, but. Um, Record the whole interview properly. It was only 35 minutes of your time. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, well, speaking of time, I'm not going to uh, hold us up any longer. I could have rhapsodized about the Continental in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. The city has never recovered from I thought you said. Explosion. I thought you said. What did you say? What was the introduction to this? Was it was it great gigs of our time? Great rock venues that don't great exist rock, anymore. Great rock venues. I, somehow I, I took that as being. I don't know. There was some kind of sarcasm overlaid on the oh, no, no, This show. There was. Yeah, it's all single on Ponder on this program. Sorry. Straightforward. <laughs> Straight to business. Whatever you want. We will accept anything no, at this show. Enough, We're not too concerned about what it's actually going to be. We just want to meet people from around the country. One triple three five three. Thank you, Dexter's Midnight Runner. Deborah Conway is with us and on tour with Broad, a show you must go and see. And she's just telling us great libelous defamatory off-air stories about behind the scenes and great rock venues. I think the listeners have got some. Yeah, and Tony, uh, Deborah, welcome to our show. You've now done the official initiation, which is to mime to Richard. Please turn my headphones down. Oh, really? They're set to deaf radio guys. Sorry. I can see that you've all got your eyes on completely fully. Thank God I have some. Some scaric of hearing <laughs> Let's be somebody. Hi, John. Hello. Hey, John, how are you going? Oh, good, good. Which venue do you want to tell us about, mate? I don't know if you remember, the Stage Store Tavern down near Central. Yes, oh. I know, Sydney. You know that band, John? Yep, yep, saw them there. I saw just about everybody there right. in that well, area, yeah. I'm just trying to remember if I had a gig where I was just hanging out. <laughs> but no, uh, I think it was New Year's Eve, and, um, and I do recall that, uh, that there was a lot of um, substances imbibed on the night, all yeah, kinds of substances, and, um, and there was a little slightly messy beginning to that set. As I oh, that's John, the way we like with, it. With John uh, and Paul uh, on stage trying to summon Ken from back. Ken, Ken not actually knowing where he was. There you go. Hopefully that's been captured on the tape. What did you see there, John? Well, the craziest one was Jimmy and the Boys. I don't remember those guys. Oh, well, the stage, the stage lights come on, and there's Jimmy wrapped, you know, the snake outfit wrapped around the pipes hanging above the stage. 
Fantastic. Cool stuff. Yeah, it was from there. It ended up um, a bit like a sex show. Call up people from the audience and they were doing whatever they were asked to do on stage. That's well, exactly like a sex show. Yeah. 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 Please don't make any such requests. When you go to see Broad, who's going next? Hi, Heath. Hi, Heath. Uh, how are you, sir? Not too bad. I went to the phone. It's been called the Pentagon. It was next to the SBN St. Kilda. Or, you know, uh, the women's next. 
it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while, but, um, you know, some highlights would have been uh, the, the first time that I, uh, well, okay, highlights, let me see. Back in 1981 or something, I was the bare bottom that graced the billboards around, maybe around Australia, but uh, definitely around Melbourne, with an ad that said, Get yours into bluegrass. Yeah. Do you recall that? Do you recall that? Uh, no, but it seems to be typing that into Google. Very cute. And this would be the day before <laughs> computer restructuring of your art. That's correct. I was, I was a young boy. Anyway, so, no, anyway, look, it was a completely anonymous ad, of course, but I happened to be living with a couple of journalists at the time, and, uh, and one night, um, uh, Playful hijinks to was over and um, <laughs> spoke to spoke to one of them um, sort of on the record type interview saying it's all behind you and I'm oh. trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so it appeared in the Herald Sun and it was all fine. But my mother was absolutely freaked out. Oh, really? was screaming around to my grandmother's house to pull out the offending page so she couldn't. Uh, <laughs> she would never know. Well, I think I think she honestly did go to the grave completely um, innocent of that fact. Anyway, so that's what that was the first highlight. The second highlight was. Uh, was my uh, was the opening segment on um, uh, the show called uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, Andrew, blah Blah Andrew Denton's right first show so he'd done already he'd done Beatbox but he was coming back to uh, yeah. with, a, with a second ABC show Blah 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 and he uh, started out with a monologue to the audience about what the show was about and, uh, and the topics that would all be up for discussion and it would get people in to discuss things in a serious way. He just neglected to tell the audience that the first subject was um, was sex. Right. And then, so the opening, his opening gambit, his opening question to me was, so when did you lose your virginity? <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps We're away. Could have been a bit of a, there could have been a softening kind of <laughs> way to get into that. But you know, I was clued up, it's just that they weren't. Anyway, so we, we swiftly came around to the subject of condoms, at which point I confess, you know, as the queen of controversy that I am, that I wasn't keen on condoms, particularly when they spring stuff down my throat. <laughs> you know, well, there's that because there were people in the crowd, you know, it was the wrong thing to say, of course. Well, yeah, well, for the best reason, yeah. you know, show this, show this, show this. Nothing like that could so, ever uh, go to wear on this program. So, um, anyway, the truth is that. Yeah, we love the truth. So I, that, that also got me into a bit of trouble. I used to love the, the my favourite story ever I've mentioned before on the truth was uh, the man who had sex with a horse with the aid of a stool. Yeah. And there was just a shot of a horse in the paper with the rape victim underneath it. It's under his face. And then it said that the man is now being held uh, under observation at such and such mental hospital in a cell overlooking picturesque Warrnambool racecourse. <laughs> The genius is writing for the truth. Go for the day. Look, uh, enough of that. We don't have time for water cooler talk. Well, Well, let's uh, wind things up in just a moment. Here we get this. Sydney, August 19th, Melbourne. 